welcome to the Help Club for Moms devotional podcast. We're so glad you're here, and we're praying for you to encounter the wide and long and high and deep love of Jesus Christ every time you listen. It's going to be a great day. Jesus, the Bread of Life, Sustenance for the Spirit, written by Sally Turner, read by Deb Weekly. And for today's purposes in our devotional, we're going to read all of John chapter 6. And don't forget, guys, we have been reading through the 21 chapters of John in our devotional time uh, as we're doing our Walking with John Bible study series. And don't forget, you can find this also. If you want to find it, you can find it on the Bible app under Walking with John. It's a wonderful study if you'd like to read it as you listen to it. So I'm going to read John chapter 6, starting in verse 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in his mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Verily, truly, I, very truly, I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. 
For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The word of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives to me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about Him because He said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can He now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then they began to, then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in them, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who did do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which one of them would betray him. Which one of them did not believe and would betray him. He wanted to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. 
From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is the devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who though one of the twelve was later to betray him. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that you painted such a beautiful picture of so many scenes in the Bible that we can see them in our mind and really picture you and the things that you said and how people acted. And Lord, we just love the disciples and how they stood by you. And Lord, even though they scattered at the end, they stood by you after you were resurrected, Lord, and they went and took the gospel to the ends of the earth. And Lord, we're just so thankful for the word of God. Lord, speak to each of our hearts through the devotion time. And thank you that we can just be together here today. And Lord, teach us all something that we'd remember for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's devotion goes a lot through the whole chapter of John chapter 6. So it's really good. It's going to kind of recap what we just read. But let's start with John chapter 6, verse 35. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. As mothers, we are so often preoccupied with nurturing others that we forget to feed ourselves. How many times have you reached the end of the day, lying in bed, and you feel your stomach rumbling, only to realize that you've either forgotten to eat or have only picked at random samplings of mac and cheese or mushy melba toast? Nourishing ourselves is just as important as nourishing others. Otherwise, we not only leave our bodies vulnerable to illness, but our spirits vulnerable to doubt and fear. Today's devotional will illustrate our need for spiritual food. Today, you are receiving instruction and sustenance directly from the source, Jesus, the bread of life. We read chapter John chapter 6, a chapter in the Gospels that's packed with key events, miracles, even plus some hard teachings. Let's begin today's nourishing meal with a recap of the events of John chapter 6. Number one, multitudes of people are following Jesus and his 12 disciples around to listen to his teachings and, let's be honest, witness his miracles. Many are interested in Jesus merely as a spectator at a sporting event who, once the spectacle is over, they put away their fan gear and zeal until the next event. Number two, Jesus is the perfect, patient rabbi or teacher. Jesus understands that his followers and disciples have difficulty believing unless they see for themselves. So Jesus sets up his lesson with a miracle. He bows his head enough to pray. He bows his head to pray and give thanks and then turns an inadequate five loaves and two fish into baskets full enough to feed more than 5,000 people. Jesus, in effect, gives them a very literal example of the bread of life. Amazed by what they witness, the people start speculating about making Jesus king, but Jesus, knowing their intention is not the Father's will, withdrew to the mountain. Number three. Later that evening, while the disciples were out on the water, Jesus actually walks on water to join them, but they freak out and don't recognize him. Jesus has to reassure them that he is in fact Jesus by saying, it is I, don't be afraid. 
Could it be that Jesus, even Jesus' closest followers, still foolishly fear the unknown and still doubt who Jesus is? Number four. In the meantime, it doesn't take long for the crowds to realize Jesus, the headliner to their main event, has left. Without even giving themselves time to digest or understand the more obvious fish and loaves bread of life lesson, they get into boats to follow Jesus and then they demand more signs of who Jesus is. Number five, Jesus patiently attempts to make his bread of life lesson more clear. Jesus uses the example the the people themselves brought up, the story of manna falling from heaven to feed God's people in the wilderness found in Exodus 16. Jesus then further explains, for the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's John 6, verse 32. But the people insist that Jesus gives them literal bread of God. Jesus then clearly states, I am the bread of life. That's found in John 6, verse 35a. Number six, how does the crowd respond? They start grumbling, doubting that Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter, could have come down from heaven. At this point, knowing that not everyone who hears will believe, Jesus reiterates, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I give for the life of the world. That's John 6.51. The story continues with the Jews starting to fight amongst themselves, taking literally what Jesus said about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And some of them walk away from Jesus saying, this is hard teaching. That's John 6, verse 60a. Jesus' followers in John 6 clearly don't understand the lesson. They continue to live in fear and doubt. They continue to believe only what they see and understand in the physical realm while allowing their spiritual being to thirst and hunger from lack of sustenance. Jesus was trying to teach them that they were not just flesh and blood, but spirit, and that the spirit also needed sustenance, the bread of life, in the form of Jesus himself. If even people who walked and talked and ate with Jesus doubted, feared, and failed to understand how much more are prone are we to miss the real miracles that the bread of life Jesus is our primary sustenance. So how do we receive receive sustenance from Jesus? Number one, to receive sustenance we must first believe. When fear and doubt creep in, I remind myself who Jesus is and declare it aloud. Romans 10 verse 9 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. John 8 verse 12 says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Number two, we receive sustenance through the Holy Spirit. When I am overwhelmed with fear or doubt, it's usually because I have forgotten that I am not just flesh, but also spirit. These verses remind me that the Holy Spirit guides and comforts me spirit to spirit. John 6 verse 63 says, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. John 14, 16 through 17 says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you, advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. Number three, we receive sustenance through God's word. 
If I don't take time to read and reflect on God's word each day, I become more ditzy than usual, my mind spinning like a compass with no bearings. God's word settles and focuses me on his promises. Matthew 4 verse 4 says, Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 Number four, we receive sustenance through prayer. Sometimes my prayers are bold and daring, or sometimes mere whispers as disjointed as my thoughts. But I know Jesus hears each one when I pray expectantly. John 14, 13 through 14 says, And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. When Jesus came as the bread of life, the earthly body broken on the altar of the cross as a sacrifice for a sin, for our sins, he was not just guaranteeing us passage from this physical world into eternity. Jesus was also providing us with enough nourishment, basketfuls, to counteract the inevitable doubt and fear of living on the side of heaven. Dear mamas, just as you feed your body and your babies, you must also nourish your spirit in order to have enough spiritual food to sustain both you and your loved ones. Feed yourselves to live and to give. Questions to ponder. How are you doing at nurturing yourself in order to nurture your loved ones? What doubts or fears distract you from taking the time to nourish your spirit with the bread of life? Faithful ideas. From the questions to ponder section above, write down one or two of those doubts or fears that distracts you. Next, write down a scripture from this Bible study under each fear or doubt to help you remind yourself to nourish yourself. Lastly, pray aloud or write a prayer in your journal using the scripture as a guide and asking Jesus to help you with that distraction. For example, Fear. I am not competent enough to tackle all my tasks. You could put the scripture underneath it. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 that says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And then here's a prayer, an example of a prayer today. Dear Jesus, help me to be joyful in my tasks today. Walk with me through them and give me strength and peace to finish them. I thank you for the gift of serving my family. Help me to focus on your will today, even in my busyness. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for this devotion today. I know it was a little longer than usual, but Lord, we're so thankful for your word. Lord, I pray for my friend. I pray that she would have a good takeaway from today's lesson, that you are her bread of life. You are her sustenance and you have everything she needs. Does she have a child who's getting in trouble all the time? All she has to do is come to you and ask, and you will help her. Is she having trouble in her marriage? All she has to do is come to you. You will help her. Lord, you have every answer we need. You have every, um, you fill up every one of our desires. You, you, You fill us up in the right ways and not the ways of the world. Lord, I pray for my friend that she would fill herself up with you. 
and that she would know that you love her so much. Give her a great day with her kids and with her husband if she's married and or at work where she's at work, whatever she's doing today. Give her a great day and just help her to feel so strong. Lord, fill her with the Holy Spirit like never before. Help her to have wisdom, knowledge, and compassion and grace for her day and lots and lots of patience and keep her safe and her family safe and guard them from the enemy. Give them a great day. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. Bye-bye.